spectacular. Shafi, Shafi, are you there? I'm click clacking and rack stacking. Bitches know I'm packing. I'm the trillis. Night has fallen once again on the hill country surrounding Austin, Texas. Here I sit the microphone in the back room in the ivy covered castle the birds the birds have long vacated the bird feeder and it is time once again for one magical hour a matthew and schaefer podcast spectacular first as usual we will welcome this guy you know him you love him he's the pride of tarzana california he is both a mistaker and a mystiker depending on whether or not he's a Martiniquer or a Montserratter. He's Matthew Rampey. New York City or St. Joe, love of Texas front page, you know. This old laptop, she's a humming, she's a rolling, she's a doing fine. If somebody wants to know what's become of that so-and-so, Tell him I'm somewhere looking for the end of that podcast line. Tell him I'm somewhere looking for the end of that podcast line. Here on episode 81. Hey, Shafi. Hey, how are you? Great, great to hear from you. That was a that was a particularly uh, kind of transcendental. That was both, uh, you know, a kid around. Uh, parody of a song, but it was also very much just a song. It took me to another place. I oh, was, uh, I was, I was enjoying it as just, just playing music. I was listening to some Sturgill today, and I was painting. I was actually painting those cabinets that uh, Brian Kroll crowbarred into my newly remodeled bathroom. It has taken that long. There was, you know, snowpocalypse and job leavings and jobs comings and you know think things have been in the way i keep thinking i'm gonna get i'm gonna i'm gonna finish that up anyway finish that up today was listening to some sturgill all afternoon just singing along it turns out i know a lot of the words and uh <laughs> so my voice is warmed up and i like that song i'm not sure if you wrote that song right couldn't say hi today sir I am doing just fine. Uh, you know, slight pain in the shoulder, as I told you, because I got stuck for the second time. Okay, so, okay. People are getting vaccinated. We're about to have that pro-vaxxer party. If I uh, if I collapse from flu flu-like symptoms mid podcast, that'll be what's going on there. You guys will have to just pick up the pieces without me. Do your best. Uh, I don't think that'll happen. Don't worry about that. Also Wait, watched, I, I uh, hope that we don't have to go on without you. I don't I don't know what we would do. I don't know if we <laughs> could handle that. I certainly can't. 
Luckily, uh, we're not going to be alone. I was fortunate. Yeah, we will not be alone here on episode 81. 81. Uh, one, one magical hour. Yeah, the, the road to... Uh, the road to episode 100 becomes ever shorter. Yes. Uh, we are welcoming a, our good old friend Cat tonight. Will be joining us. Are you talking about a super fan cat? Super fan cat, yep, from uh yes. from from Kil scenic Kilgore, Texas. Uh she is a real wizard in the kitchen. And so she's gonna talk to us a little bit about the things people do in there. Like cook food mostly. Or we're no, gonna talk about cooking. cooking is this a cooking show? Is this officially if a cooking show? You do anything else in the kitchen that would be interesting to talk about. By all means, let me know. Well, some people I'm curious. Some people answer really deep questions in the kitchen uh, while they're cooking. I'm sure uh, we have. I did. I did contact Cat's husband Jeff and point out to him that. If we had a special question from Jeff for tonight, that would be a fun thing, a fun little segment for us to do with Kat. So we've got that to look forward to. Oh, wait. He came through with one that she hasn't answered in the kitchen and she's going to answer it here? Yep. Whoa. It's blowing my mind. It looked like she was with us and then she left us. <laughs> yeah. Is she... she, she is she texting you? I'm texting her now. I just wanted to let everybody know that uh, I'm I'm way more well rested, despite having a long sort of work day, seeing country in my uh, bathroom. Uh, I'm feel so much more well rested than uh, last episode, and that was actually part of the topic of conversation. Was I was tired, both mentally and physically, feeling much better, more well rested. I feel like I could be better at talking this time there were some i listened to only part of the last cast which I, I hate to do i like to listen to the whole previous cast before we do the next one like i've said before partially for continuity's sake so we remember what we had promised and what we said we were going to talk about um but there was a one moment where i was talking about your dad's orchard and I just in the my first little blurb, little blurt about it, I, I said terraformed, a terraformed yard. And then I sort of struggled to find that word again as if I at first thing I f didn't realize I had said it. And then somehow it was the exact word I needed to use to uh, describe it. And then I was searching for it. And then later I was like a terraformed. And the listener must have been like, this guy is not firing on all cylinders this evening um i think it was also like so there was a soil engineering another thing i was trying to say there but um yeah so there's that we have that going for us in, in 81 never, oh. never forget terraforming each, and so soil engineering each number each podcast episode number that we do i think i never thought we'd make it to this number and then here we are at the at that next number like you know and Schaefer's already making plans for 100 so it seems like we're actually going to get there it is definitely a good one and uh sorry i i wouldn't i wouldn't say i was surprised to get to 81 because that one wasn't really on my register of 
of uh you know when's when's you mean surprised. it was less surprising than 64 yeah you know the, there's the round numbers there's the 64s of the bunch there's the prime numbers the 80 81 it seems a little nebulous doesn't it like it doesn't seem it's the numbers that don't take on any significance to me that i'm like hmm yeah that episode that episode my kids sometimes Man. get confused between apps and episodes this episode hey i have something i need to i need to talk to you about matthew uh i've been watching a little of the basketball tournament and bastard i saw something today that i've never seen before uh and i want to say they called it a jump block but that doesn't make sense a jump block would just be jumping up in the air blocking a shot I thought that that's what they called it. I saw this defensive move that I have never seen. It was hilarious. It was like it was designed by the Three Stooges. And so what happened was they were trying to inbound it. It was, you know, in the last, you know, less than a second, you know, it was left on the clock. They were, uh, it was, uh, it was Syracuse playing. I've already forgotten who they were playing, but uh, it was a good fight. Um, and the team who wasn't Syracuse had 0.67 seconds or whatever to uh, to to score, and they were inbounding the ball. And the Syracuse players did this thing where they stood in front of the guy facing each other and kind of made this big kind of flesh tunnel they stood facing each other with their arms spread out and kind of so the guy had to go between them and since he was trying to dribble it caused him to double dribble it caused him to travel because he didn't have any place to dribble you think they were forcing the travel they they put this squeeze on him yeah then he got called for travel he wasn't able to make it um, do you think this was a move that was in the playbook, or do you think this was just like a fortuitous happening? No, the, uh, the announcers talked about it like it was something that they uh, that they they'd seen that they had seen before. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Weird. And are we calling it jump block? That's you know I thought that that's what I heard the guy said. You know, and I tried to Google it afterwards. Anyway, it was hilarious, and it and it worked. And it was just like, I guess that's all that it matters, was seemed right? like such chicanery to me, you know, like <laughs> just, <laughs> it worked. Okay. And now here to save us from conversations about basketball defense that I don't understand is our old friend and super fan, Kat Jackson. How you doing, Kat? Great. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thanks. Great to see you. Good to see y'all. Hi, Kat. Here on this Hey, what's up, Matthew? On this Sunday night interview, usually we do our interviews on Saturday night, and I think uh, we are we are ex- there's a certain uh, difference in energy in the air. Not for us. But, uh, <laughs> now Sunday, Saturday, good. it's, all, it's th- all fun. Yeah. We're, okay. We're good. good. Yeah. All the same for you. I'm in in a Saturday state of mind. Don't worry. Oh, good, good. Me too. Well, we are great to see you. And I've been, I've been hatching this, 
hatching this interview with you for a while, I really wanted to, uh, I wanted to take advantage of your knowledge. Kat is, Kat teaches cooking, among other things, right? Yes, yes. Uh, but among other things, uh, culinary uh, arts and management, uh, basically, you know, kind of an introduction to the whole kind of industry. So, Kilgore College. But you're a very, in, in addition to having a lot of knowledge about administration, she's very good in the kitchen. You. And uh, it's exciting to be able to chat with her about stuff. And I was thinking, you know, kind of we could do a thing, you know, where Matthew and I talk about things that we like to cook and you could tell us, you know, maybe the best way to do that. But also, you. yeah, I just kind of wanted, I wanted something that no matter who was listening to our podcast, be they here or in Hyderabad, uh, some that, something that anybody can take knowledge away apply it to the kitchen themselves, you know, maybe it's, and maybe it's something that, you know, like uh, scrambled eggs or fried eggs or something that you've been cooking your whole life. That there might be something that you could be doing a little differently that would help. Absolutely. Out. Yeah. And I know you have a lot of Sound Indian good. fans. Uh, I That's one of my favorite cuisines, especially to eat. I, I'm probably terrible um, cooking it, but I, it's one of my favorite foods. One of the uh, recipes I would like to discuss is one of my own. That's for a curry chicken Ooh. salad to put on a sandwich. And then I, I was going to kind of talk to you a little yeah. bit. I've got, yes. I've got lots of show sheets, you know, that I've been working on last. Oh, cat. So. Okay. Oh, yeah. it looks like she's so. got this under control. <laughs> if we, yeah, we'll, yeah we're going to try your bits. We're going to try your bit. And if it's not working out, Kat's got us. I feel like this, uh, I'm ready yeah, for that's... a trust fall here. I hope it's Kat on my team. Nice. I like it. That's probably, that looks like more on the show sheet than like our entire podcast, like from the beginning. No, my podcast all, would be a disaster because I would just, yeah, it would be a disaster. It's too, I'm too uh, planned. I think, I don't know. Not entertaining. So I would rather oh. y'all guide the process. Oh yeah, you can't be uh, planned on we, this show. We do have forty-four pages of podcast notes in our Google Drive now. Nice. Oh, ooh. that's gonna. That's. I like to see. That's them. gonna be a fun coffee, coffee table book. One of these. To be days. fair, it's uh, <laughs> like double and triple spaced, and the font is set at like twenty. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see them. And there's, there's, <laughs> and some of the notes are just misspelled words. Like I could go back and have no, I would say, like, have no idea what I meant by that particular note. That's what's fun about it, though. Go back and look at it. Yeah. However, I do know what disgust Garfield drop means. Right. I, <laughs> I don't know. That do you, did you not hear our discussion about Chrome Garfield Chrome special Chrome a bop bop a loo bop Chrome? Did I miss that? I'm pretty caught up on the show. I don't remember that part. It was the Garfield in Paradise spe oh, TV TV special, primetime TV special. Uh, I do know Garfield well. Like I didn't realize you were talking about the cartoon cat. I must have missed that part. Of the episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
we're so we're I, taking the I, we're taking the super out of the super fan of your. I'm going to say that honestly, like I have not listened to 78, and I'm almost finished with 79, but I'm caught up, I believe. So when was that? Uh, uh, this is uh, back in the 60s, I think. Well, I, I can't remember the, that far back. I don't. I mean, I. I'm, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not like obsessed with y'all. I don't have a, a shrine. Well, not yet. Not yet. I do have a t-shirt. I, I do have a t-shirt and I do wear it often. I thought it would be a bit too much to wear it on the show during the show. So I didn't yeah. restrain myself, but I do have a t-shirt to wear it out. Pump y'all up. Nice. Yeah. That's like, you're not supposed to wear the, t the band's t-shirt. Exactly. The I felt like I'd look like a dork if I did that. But I, I recently, but I've never recently been. told some people, uh, or my brother and his people in uh, New York. So I know you have a lot of New York followers, but he's like in Long Island or something. You're talking about the Bohemian Club Excellent. thing, and he said, you know, if you ever want to like talk about that, he said, no, you don't want to talk about it. So, <laughs> but he wants to listen to the show. Well, is it? I was going to say, is he excited about this one with you? Oh, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> no. He'll probably listen to the other ones. He, must like, be. he talks to me enough. Yeah. <laughs> I know someone who's excited about it. Shout out to producer on my right is Gracie Hall. Aww. She's going to be extremely excited about this well, one. Well, I, I love hers. I'd love to listen to Grace too, but we're, we're super fans of each other. Super, super fan, Kat. Superfan Cat, for those of you who don't know, is Superfan and producer Emeritus Gracie Hall's best friend. Cat, uh, do you think that people do that's you think how we that know people Kat. who uh, aren't best friends with Grace, do you think they would enjoy the podcast? Yes, I do. I, I really <laughs> okay. do well, while Jeff is, I mean, Jeff is good friends with Grace. Like, I mean, we've all known each other for years, but. He loves the show, and he has sent it to his friends. The show is great. If anybody's out there who's listening to the show and they and you don't know the Hall family intimately, get at <laughs> us. Let us know who you are and what I appeals am, about the show. I'm so interested I'm about your your um, follow, following in India. I mean, like that is really cool. We have a, a really close friend that is. Uh, you know, he, he was born here, but um, his parents are from India and he goes back several times a year. He's a doctor and we've told him about the show. And I, I was like, I wonder if, you know, there's something very appealing to the Indian listener that y'all, some niche y'all have. I don't know. He, he can go do some investigation for us next time he's over there. Well, he'd be a great one to interview. He's a very interesting guy. It's possible that it's a sheer numbers game. Uh, there's just so many podcast listeners in India, so many more than here, yeah. possibly, that, you know, a billion people can't help stumbling upon a lowly podcast a few times. But, oh, uh, you know, uh, we'd, like to think, we'd like to think that it's building momentum over there. Yeah. Well, the, the excess downloads are fo focused around one or two episodes so my latest theory working theory is that the it's called ghana g-a-a-n-a -A -A. it's the indian version of spotify 
I think somebody must have put that on some list somewhere of like new podcasts about community comedy and comfort or whatever. (laughs) Actually, Matthew, Matthew, apparently on that website, it mostly refers to us as a kids podcast which I don't know what that means. Yeah, don't, don't let him listen to Gracie's episode <laughs> right I was, I, the first her episode uh, within three seconds <laughs> I, oh, loved you mean her I loved it I loved it well for the first three seconds she got it out there she, and I was like now I'm relaxed let's get it out of the way <laughs> She dropped the fuck bomb. Yeah, she did the F bomb. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that when I'm sort of tired, I'm more apt to curse. Oh. If, if I'm if I'm in full uh, if I'm in full power of my facilities, then I'm less likely to resort to profanity. But yeah, when I get wound, waiting for profanity, so. When I get wound up, kind of like I am right now, I'm a little more likely to do it. I think. So yeah, watch I'm out. The same way. I, when I get wound up, it just just blows out. I, I, I will try not to. Well, no, like, like, should we keep... have the explicit rating? It's, dang- Please, it's, it's dangerous to keep that inside. I don't do it. it very is. Is. I fear that uh, people from my old church are going to hear me. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. The, yeah, the, the pastor of the church that I grew up in is going to listen someday. No, mm. I mean, I mean, and boy, do I have a few things to say to him. Well, that's highly <laughs> unlikely, but <laughs> who the hell that's cares? Funny. Okay, let's go on. Let's get on with this interview. All right. All right, guys, it's Saturday morning. The maybe you're going to watch the Smurfs. Maybe you'll watch. Uh, Maybe you'll watch Looney Tunes. Maybe you'll watch some soccer. Wait, are you a kid in this scenario? Yeah, you're a kid. Yeah, you're you're definitely a kid. You're you're a kid in the sunset. You're a kid in the Sunset Ridge apartments in Austin, Texas. I'm sorry, San Antonio, Texas. And uh, yeah, there's a brown tabby cat named Alice walking around. (laughs) There's a there's a three year old Gracie Hall toddling around. And uh, it is uh, it is 1980, and your favorite thing is just called eggs on toast, and it's just dad used to just like I'm not sure if I think he would cook the egg on the iron cast iron griddle, Um, but then he would put the fried egg on a piece of white bread. And just a couple of slices of rat trap cheddar, uh, and then put that underneath the boiler uh, in the oven. And that was my favorite thing in the whole world. And it's the most simple thing in the whole world. That, that I think probably beautiful. with the uh, probably with with breakfasts. I don't know. I I like an extravagant breakfast, but it still ends up being simple things like fresh fruit or you know yogurt parfait or even even i feel like uh pancakes scrambled eggs bacon they're still kind of simple they're just cooked up and passed along basically um but i don't know what do you what do you guys what do you guys what biases do you have in your mind about breakfast 
Well, I'll tell you, first of all, Schaefer, that was beautiful. Like, like that whole buildup to the eggs and toast, like, it got me there. Like, I was getting kind of, like, teared up. I mean, that was, that's, that's what it's all about, you know? Like, it brought you back to a memory. My, this is, I just need to throw all my stuff away, but that was beautiful. I, that's, that's what it is, you know? No, 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 Things keep that, it close. Okay. <laughs> Things Don't throw those notes away. We need those. <laughs> <laughs> Things that uh, create a memory or something. You know, when I was going through breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I put like all the stuff I like to eat now. And then I put my childhood favorites, which is interesting to see the difference. Uh, but yeah, like if I'm going for something comfort, I'm going to go for uh, my mom's poached eggs or my, you know, my favorite breakfast was a bagel with cream cheese and an ice cold um, cantaloupe. Yeah, I got to bring up the cantaloupe, but I grew up on that. <laughs> I ate about a half of one every day before school. Uh, so it's, yeah, wow. I have a very strong feeling about cantaloupe. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's uh, simple is better. And you know what you described sounded like egg in a hole. Have you ever heard of that? Sure. I have, yeah. yeah. Yeah, nothing better. Just delicious. What about you, Matthew? What's your breakfast? Um, I am, I also have to eat eggs pretty much every morning. Um, and that right now it's, it's a piece of bacon, at least two eggs, sometimes three and an English muffin buttered Ooh. shocker Anglophile. Um, <laughs> but, I, but I will say there was, uh, my grandmother, uh, famous for, uh, famous on this show for having passed away just before episode 45 and, and eulogized here. Um, Patsy Ruth would, uh, Pat would make, uh, she called it special breakfast and it was potatoes sort of done in a pan first and then eggs and well, well, potatoes and onions and then eggs in with them and then just like shredded cheddar and salsa. Mm. That's, that's a good way to start that's the day. Horrible. Special breakfast. Like a breakfast taco, but without a tortilla. Right? That's right. Yes. Very much so. Kind of a hash type. That sounds, that's awesome. Kind of that. a hash. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Love but that. yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't really consider it breakfast if there's not eggs. And I love the, I yeah. love omelets. I love eggs Benedict, even though Ooh, the hollandaise yeah. can be, that's like a, you know, a splurge for sure. That that's the thing. To, to do. That's the thing that I'll order at a restaurant because, like, I'm not gonna make my hollandaise or anything. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. Uh, but I did go through a phase where I did omelets like all the time, and I will. I don't want. I don't mean to. Uh, this is cat's realm here, but the the key to the omelet was a little bit of water in with the eggs. Okay. That's how. Right. That's how. Not not milk. What you put Steam. a little oh, bit of water in, in with the eggs, yeah, yeah, okay. Within yeah. within the whipped eggs, and then you, it's easier to like make it flat and flip it and stuff. Do you add salt before you cook or after you cook? You know, I I like to salt my eggs after I cook them, even though everything else I I realize the importance of salting before mm -hmm. or, or during. We recently watched the Samin Nosrat, um, it's fat, salt, heat, acid. She wrote a book and then she made a 
she made a Netflix series with each yes. one of those and did an episode yeah. of each one. And we recently watched that. that. Watching her salt things <laughs> is an art in itself. Because, you know, she does everything by just like grabbing the salt and putting it in there. And way more than you think. Yeah. Way more than you think, for sure. Yeah. Um, that's kind of a push and pull at my house. I like things saltier than my wife. So I do. Jeff can't take a lot of salt. So I've, I've trained myself not to. But um, yeah, you know, most most people who cook a lot uh, get kind of desensitized to salt. So they oversalt. So I've had to kind of train myself and pull back and add at the end because he doesn't do well with sodium or too much. So, you know. so when you're making eggs, do you salt? I've gone Before? back and forth on it. I've gone back and forth on it. Uh, like, you know, recently I've, I started off salting with it before they were cooked. And then I read somewhere that you're not supposed to do that. And then I went back to it because I do think it gives a better texture and it kind of incorporates better. Hmm. But hey, there's a, there's a lot of ways to crack an egg or a lot of ways. To, what is that saying? There's a lot of ways to uh, make an omelet. But you gotta crack an egg. It seems to me like with, with scrambled eggs and fried eggs, the most important thing to do is be patient. And don't, don't have that heat yeah. too high. Yeah. Or too low. Or too then... low. Yeah. I mean, well, it depends on what you're doing. Like, uh, I, we recently got an adjunct teacher and she's French, at, like from France, French. And uh, she has a. Not like yeah, a like fake the... Quebec French. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, just like I got it in my, uh, I, you know, did 23 and me and I've got some French in me. But no, she's like not like that girl friend. that not like that girl that Milton talked about. Remember that Chafee? Who's <laughs> this girl that had a? She had a. She was French, and when she was speaking French, she had a, a deep French accent, and then she insisted on having a French accent when she spoke English, but she didn't have a French <laughs> accent when she spoke Spanish. You remember that story? You have to go back to that. Sorry, <laughs> let me not derail this with tales <laughs> no. of past episodes. No. <laughs> no, it's uh, real yeah, French. No, she, she studied in France, like she went to French culinary school, the whole deal. But uh, like her way of cooking eggs, and I, I, you know, I've done this before. Like, um, but she's so appalled by the way Americans do their eggs, and I, you know, and after trying, else. yeah, mostly, yeah, she does live. In Longview, Kilgore, Texas, poor thing. But, oh um, man, that is tough time. I, it's it's harsh, but you know she's bringing a lot to the community. But uh, like, I'll watch videos on eggs and people are browning the bottom of their eggs, and it just makes me cringe. Like, ooh. you know, if you're making like a classic French scramble or a classic French omelet, there's no brown on it. Um, if you're doing a, you know, a fried egg or an over easy egg. Should be no brown. That's like kind of like Shouldn't we do like little we do like tests on that because it's really hard to do. Like like you said, it. I mean, it's you got to have patience and you got to you got to know just how to do it. So if you can cook an egg perfectly, if you can do certain things like that, I mean, that's really kind of the test. Well, a good way to get good at it is do it for yourself every morning, every day of your life. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 good with it, and so like I'm. I'm the egg guy at our house. Like, yeah. Amy's like, we do the eggs. Yes. And then, and then yeah. I'll start, I'll, I'll also start my day with this weird, like, 
especially if I want fried eggs, you know, I'll crack the yolk and I'll hope I don't break the yolk. And if I if I break one of the yolks, it's like, ah, the day's starting off on the wrong foot. Over. <laughs> I'm a sure, over. Myself, so. <laughs> um, you just make it into scrambled eggs, you know? Lemons into lemonade. I'm definitely I'm definitely one of those guys who if it cooks in a certain amount of time on medium heat, then you should be able to cook it twice as fast on high heat. Right. But unfortunately that doesn't that doesn't apply to scrambled eggs. That's why you're the four four fried eggs. Uh I am sort of a good idea. I, that, uh, by the way, that yogurt is still frozen in my freezer. We haven't tried it out. I haven't thought it out yet. Well, you know, I I've been waiting. Like, that's the only reason I listen to the show, so I could get some so, follow-up on this frozen so, yogurt situation. Uh, yeah, Got to have some closure on this yogurt situation. I'm putting it, it on the show yeah. sheet. Now, I, <laughs> I've been thinking, you know, like, and I love fried eggs. I love scrambled eggs. I love a sunny side up egg mm. on some pancakes. Mm. Oh, that's a For some reason, way. those two combinations that really, uh -huh. uh, you know, a runny egg on pancakes is, I think, one of the perfect things in breakfast. But for as as romantic as I can be about breakfast, it's funny for me to realize, thinking back, there was a decade and a half in which 95% of my breakfasts were Honey Nut Cheerios, <laughs> like every day. And I was perfectly cool with that. I don't eat a lot of cereal in my grown-up life. I like granola and yogurt, but not really cereal. I don't like sweet um, for just I feel in like... the morning that much. I'm yeah, a big I sweet can't. fan. I'm yeah, always, I yeah. can't eat anything sweet. First thing. And I've always... I feel like cereal is just... <laughs> one of those things that's been exposed is just something that was pretty pretty even even if you're not talking about the cereal that's actually just candy uh <laughs> even the like honey nut cheerios is probably not not really that good for it's you all right. right i think it's all right i don't know i like this is controversial to say but i have never been a like cereal and milk fan in fact i don't even like to watch people eat it to be honest. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I just, it's just never been my thing. I, the sounds, I, it's just. Yeah. And then people tell me they have it for dinner and it makes me think they're depressed and it makes me sad. I don't know. I don't know. I just, yeah. I, it's cereal milk. I've got, I got issues. Nothing wrong with it for all you people li listening that love it. I know I'm. In yeah, all you disgusting <laughs> cereal eaters. Just don't do it all around me, please. People who have given up on your lives and are eating cereal. I actually, I eat up. cereal um, right before bed. Yeah? Oh. Well, not actually dinner, though, like, right? Not no, dinner. No, not as my dinner. Not as my dinner. And I, I, your dinner is just like, oh. I, I, I can't eat. I think it can... I can't I can't eat we haven't even started talking about dessert but I can't eat dessert like there's no way I can't have a satisfying meal and then eat something sweet right after it but like I like to have a you I'm know you. A, a decent dinner and then I, I eat cereal right before bed I eat a I high fiber <laughs> I get I get bran buds 
there's 14 grams of fiber per one Whoa. third cup of bran buds. And, and wow. then I mix, and then I mix it with my favorite gr granola. And then I'm, uh, I, of course, I don't drink cow's milk anymore in my adult life, but you know, uh, soy or almond or one of those sort of things. Yeah. Yeah. That's, is that's that like the it's brand? For me to, um, it's hard for me to sleep without it. Yeah. That's all brand, brand buds. It, it's uh, but what was, what's the name of that cereal? Jeff, um, she eat it a lot. Um, can't think of it, but I mean, I, I don't have any problem with cereal. Like as your dinner though, it maybe just. That is sad. What about a, sad. a friend of mine had this idea and let me, let me guys, let me see what y'all think about this business idea. It's a cereal bar. Like it's a place where you go in and you have like a tons of choices of cereal and every, and everybody's eating cereal and it's maybe it's more of a like a breakfast place you know but like the cereal bar yeah i mean i recall some dormitory cafeterias that have a had a cereal yeah. bar i think that i think that setup. exists though like a cereal restaurant does it yeah i think it does somewhere i i i remember seeing something and thinking like those lucky bastards you know like they're just putting cereal out <laughs> <laughs> like genius you know like that i mean that's like think about uh you know the low cost of um uh, labor yeah, and food grid. cost and everything and people people like new ideas you know but yeah i do think there's one out there i don't i i remember seeing something like that but it is a good idea even though it's not my thing but. Okay. So, okay. We, so we've had <laughs> breakfast. Okay. We've had breakfast. Let's I was just next up that... is my the my the best. I feel <laughs> next next up is my number one subject in school, lunch. I feel like we flirted with controversy with breakfast. I know. It seems to me I'm gonna then just go ahead and predict <clears> that <throat> things are gonna get more controversial as the day progresses. That would be yeah, my guess. Probably. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see if that's true or not. I don't I have know. Strong opinions, unfortunately. But I, I should keep them to myself. <laughs> that's good. No, no. You, this is the place for them. Era the the airing of grievances. A safe space. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right, lunch. Y'all go. Definitely, like you know, if you want to talk about the, you know. I said 95% of a decade and a half that I had Cheerios every single day for breakfast. I had a peanut butter and jelly with grape jelly every day for lunch. And that was awesome. Ooh. A okay with me. Right into peanut butter, huh? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'm not a fan of peanut butter. I'm not a fan of <laughs> but that's not mm, I mean guys, a decade and a half that's when you were in your youth right Chafee and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. like your time in New York City opinion right I don't I couldn't tell you the last time I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and that's, yeah that's a very up. unpopular yeah. decision that's like the number one comfort food in America like you know that's peanut butter you know yeah. It's just, I, I yeah, I, I like it in things. Like, I like, I made a sauce with it the other day and I liked it. 
Uh, oddly mm-hmm. enough, like when I was pregnant, I couldn't get enough peanut butter, but for the, most of my life, the smell of peanut butter, the sound of peanut butter, like grossed me out. <laughs> the sound. <laughs> you know, when people to eat it and stuff. Yeah. I didn't like it. That's the second time that the sound of something, just, somebody eating I something just has affected that, you. And I just, that's not on my show notes. And I should <laughs> not have brought that up. We're. Uh... We're unwrapping something here. Shafi, I, I think I'm going to write a new children's song for our children's folk act. It's going to be called The Sound of Peanut Butter. Um, it has a sound. It, it does have a sound. Are you, do you have that thing where you, it's a legitimate phobia? It's the like no, anti-mastication, no, like you can't stand here or anybody chew. I've known people like that. In fact, completely the opposite. I think I'm nervous, so everything that like I'm just saying all the things I don't want to say. Like, oh, okay, well, perfect. You've come yeah. to the right place. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Like I, I babysat a lot growing up um, for little kids, and they were always eating peanut butter. And you know how little kids eat. Yes. I mean, it's I, I like yeah. my little kid, my baby. That's fine. But other kids, it was always really hard to deal with. And the smell, it, you know, peanut, you know, peanut butter lingo lingers you know it's very strong and anyways i, I do fi- not I, have I, a big I, issue with mastication i, I fight the peanut butter i definitely can imagine that peanut butter smell without even really trying right now like perfect think about when you eat it how long and does I haven't, it stay with you i haven't stuck my nose in a peanut butter jar in a while and yeah. then you eat it and it stays with you for the entire day i think that's why i don't like it it wrecks your palate i think i don't know Oh, that's very culinary teacher thing to say. I Thank f- you. I had to get I, something in there so I, I didn't sound I, like I, a complete basket case. I fight that peanut butter fight at my house constantly. My kids, they like to just get a spoon and just get a spoonful of peanut butter. And that's fine. But the spoon doesn't make it to the sink a lot of times. And then a little Ooh. bit of peanut butter gets on the table or whatever. And then, or here's another thing is it even <laughs> if the spoon... Bad. Even if the spoon gets to the sink and I want to like rinse the spoon, I got, I, you almost got to put your finger in the peanut butter to get it out of the spoon, you know, and, and then it, the smell is on your finger. It you oh. It's insane. But you're you know, preaching it's, to the choir here. I mean, but in terms of things to give best. your kid, you know, like it, you know, it's like mm-hmm. m- more protein and it's kind of sweet and it's like, okay, you have a little bit Absolutely. of that. And, Oh, it's irritating. I'm glad to hear that. It's great for you. And in fact, there's a reason I guess I craved it when I was pregnant. Like I'd be eating it and I'd be like, oh my God, it's gross. And I just keep eating it because I guess I needed it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's really good for you. And they've got all different kinds, almond, cashew. It's the stickiness. The But uh, like I said, I used it in a coleslaw, like an Asian coleslaw the other day. And it was really good. I liked it a lot. Added a lot of protein. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Oh, I just got that's this email good. on the feedback line from the ghost of George Washington Carver, and he's he's pissed about this conversation. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying how I feel, not how everybody should feel. Yeah. There you go. Clear it up. And I respect what he's done. But wait, wait. Let's go back to, children. let's get it back on the rails here, so to speak. Shafi, what's your ideal lunch? Like, you know, not not what you were fed as a kid. I think 
currently, like what I wrote down to talk to you guys about was definitely the uh like uh grilled chairs. I guess it's a roasted chicken, like you know, the, the kind that you strip off the bone and then use that to make a chicken salad. Um yeah, rotisserie chicken, you got it. And you use, you know, so whatever you can use. Uh, mayonnaise or there's there's different things you can kind of do as your base but the important thing is like a nice yellow curry mm. like the the kind that the cur- the powder that you get so the whole thing c- should kind of come out bright yellow at the end but uh there can be you know some celery some grapes uh whatever but really the important thing is the the chicken and the curry and whatever the base is and that you know on ideally there would be like a maybe a brioche bun or a or a kaiser roll there to put it on and that i think is the sandwich that i get most excited about these days i really think we need to get it on the menu at the front page i love that so much Uh, that's like one of my favorite sandwiches of all times chicken salad but then curry chicken salad add some chutney some like mango chutney or something to it Mm-hmm. Do you know much about curry? Kat? I love curry. I love curry, and I, I don't want to say that I do because I know the both of your listeners are probably gonna. But I love curry. Probably no. Probably know more about it than yeah, us. exactly. And I don't want them to get mad. But I love curry. I appreciate it so much. <laughs> and I, you know, our friend, our Indian friend uh, Ramu, I've gone over to his parents' house, and they've like cooked for us. And, um, you know, seeing all the different spices, I thought I was making curry. I wasn't making curry. I was making a poor substitution. It's so different. But, uh, man, I I'm, I love curry. I love curry. I hate peanut butter. Love curry. There you go. I'll stop talking about it. But. Well, this is kind of my understanding is that, you know, curry just means a blend of spices that you used to cook, right? Well, and, yeah. Because there can kind be... Kind of a technique almost. Like, you, know, you can almost think of chili as a curry. Yellow curry. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but there's yellow curry like and green curry. And, you know, this the, the main ingredients of a green curry are entirely different from the main ingredients of a yellow curry. Yes, right? and then so, a Thai curry you know. and an Indian curry. And, uh, and and they're not the only two that have curries. I mean, there's curries in Africa. There's curries everywhere. I mean, like, curry is... I mean, it, it feels more like a technique that, like you said, a blending of spices stewed for a long time with either vegetable, protein, what, what have you. But, um, yeah, it's... Um, feels like more of a technique than um, an actual, but Indian and Thai curries are probably the most famous or most popular or known. And I love them. I'm for it. Yeah, definitely. I'm sorry. I'm excited. You talk about curries and stuff. Do you have any thoughts on lunch? (laughs) Well, I do dearly love a chicken salad, but I don't want a curry chicken salad. Uh, I, I do my own version which is just um you can do rotisserie chicken that'd be great and uh celery and red onions and a mayo base and then like a tony sachery cajun spice to it more of a just like a a traditional chicken salad 
and then I don't want any grapes. Yeah. And I don't want any no, and I don't no. want any nuts. <laughs> and I don't necessarily want it to be curried. I, I will say though, I was reminiscing upon a sandwich. And and at lunch I do love a sandwich of all kinds. Um a sandwich and a salad usually is like my very typical lunch for me. I remember the sandwich when I was living in San Francisco at this like deli place and I worked in the financial district, not in finance, but I worked in the financial district and it was like all of the dot com boom kitties of the world and their fresh Pringle outfits and all these young professionals would queue up at this deli. And I remember I would get this, it was like a chicken breast with Swiss and and bacon uh, on this amazing bread. <laughs> and I I was having a sandwich recently that I had made that was sort of similar, not quite the same. And I was having this, it's funny how, you know, food, it started out with a, a vision from Schaefer's past. It's funny how food helps you recall the past and mm -hmm. that sense of smell, like bringing up a memory. What's your favorite lunch memory, Kat? Take us back to your to a, a, a memorable lunch from the past. You wouldn't uh, guess it, but that's the shortest part on my notes because lunch is usually like either breakfast or leftovers from the night before. I, I love a chicken salad. I do because there's so many different ways you can go with it. You know, the curry, you can change the ingredients. Matthew, you're a purist, but I would recommend you adding a little tarragon. Okay. Yeah. Just try it. Just sure. try it. Just try it. I'm not tarragon. afraid of tarragon. Ch sure. It it changed my life. Uh, it changed that was your a good life. thing for me. <laughs> it it really did. Like, yeah, it was it was very uh, eye opening. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so it's it's simple. You know, usually lunch is a carryover, either a breakfast item, which we have breakfast. You know, at all. I don't know why I was like looking over here to. Say, hey Jeff, come back me up on this. We have breakfast, <laughs> at, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <clears throat> we are big fans of eggs, so um, so I don't oh. really have like a perfect lunch. I do have a note of like my most memorable um, foods in my entire life, but it's not really a lunch. I mean. Although, you Not know, one person. of them does fall into lunch. What? No, I love lunch. I I don't skip lunch. No, no, no. I'm just saying like a specific thing. But I will say Jeff's grandmother's Sunday lunch oh. blew my mind. Okay. First time I went there. My parents are Yankees, you know, born in Pennsylvania. And they're, uh, you know, just different, different style of cooking and everything. I remember the first time I went to Jeff's house for Sunday lunch at his grandmother's house. And it blew my mind. They like multiple sides, you know, fresh garden, like vegetables and fruits cut up and just delicious stewed meats. I mean, it was, that was life changing for me. Was there a variety of pickles and olives? Involved? No, no, it was like fresh cantaloupe, which uh, Cantaloupe at lunch was kind of mind blowing to me, but then uh, like really beautiful tomato slices cut up. Um, and then the thing that got me was there were multiple, multiple sides. Like, like at my house, you know, you have 
lunch or dinner. And, and, and I think this is a Southern thing. That's why, you know, it was new to me, but even though I was born and raised here, but my parents weren't, but you had macaroni and cheese, you had squash, you had mashed potatoes, you had like all these different things. And to me, that was, that was life changing. Yeah. Sunday, Sunday lunch. Yeah. A Southern Sunday lunch. I know. Is is like yeah. a you know is is more like other people's Thanksgiving yeah. or that's Christmas a, dinner. Yeah, right? it was bigger than our Thanksgiving dinner, and that's that's the thing that got to me. I was like, "What's, what's the occasion? Are they doing this for me?" So much, I was like, "No, we do this every Sunday." I'm like, "Oh, what? They're doing it for Jesus?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's just it's an impressive occasion. Oh, and then sometimes multiple meats as well, and I was blown away it was so good and she's actually a wonderful i mean i wonder i wonder if that had to do with like for the fact that for the rest of the week you're going to be having like a slice of salted meat that's been in your back pocket all day while you're working in the field or something like that you know yeah and it was all (laughs) like they come from a very uh like rural type um, area and it's mostly from the garden and you prepare what you have and then you package it up and you know she wasn't living in that time now but she did have two grandsons that were in college so every time she made that she packed up these freezer meals oh my god these freezer meals <laughs> do you know that it took me a year of dating jeff before he shared one of the freezer meals with me mm, it's telling <laughs> Yeah, it is. They had compartments. Like, <laughs> you had to earn, you had to earn that freezer meal, Kat. <laughs> uh, when he finally gave it to me, because I always <laughs> saw him in his freezer, I'm like, what's that? It's nothing. But his grandmother would send all these like meals, and they were big plates, and they had three compartments and lids. <laughs> and we'd have all of the Sunday dinner in it, and he saved them all for himself until he, he liked me enough, I guess. <laughs> He's discerning, <laughs> like Garfield. Well, hey, it would have taken me longer to share them. They're that good. I mean, they really are. They're like, <laughs> she's an amazing cook. And so is his mother. I mean, they're both amazing cooks. Very uh, traditional, like, you know, amazing. And he married That's someone funny. who knows how to cook. I know, but I, I can't hold a candle. I mean, like, honestly, because... Come on, cat. They're it's not just, listening to the sh- You don't have I swear you don't have I, to, like this is Oh, I know. Uh, this is totally You don't have genuine. to keep up this appearances totally here. <laughs> it's totally genuine. I I really get a lot of like I learn a lot from them. They're really really good folks, chefs, whatever you want to call it, but But that gets me to a point about local ingredients and People who live locally and and cook locally like know it better than anybody. Hmm. So they know it better than I do. Well, I think that brings us to the most important meal of the day, besides lunch and breakfast, is dinner. But is that what you call it? What do you call it, Shafi? I call it dinner. Dinner? Yeah, I've never been a supper guy. Cat. I think supper is lunch in the south is it mm. i don't know dinner i call it dinner yeah. i think you're right yeah dinner. something like that 
dinner. Let's, let's talk dinner. Should we start with Young Shafee? <laughs> uh, I can just, if you want to talk about, you know, just the thing that I'll always be the most nostalgic for, definitely it would be a dinner that my grandmother and grandfather used to make down in way south Texas on the coast where there was lots of access to fresh stone crabs. Like they would be, my grandfather would set crab traps all year round. So there would always be a freezer full oh of stone crab claws. And for really, it was usually your first meal when you went down to visit would just be a fresh stone crab claws and oh, artichokes. Man. And it was a very, it's a very kind of hands-on meal because, you know, you're like picking stuff and putting stuff and mm. other stuff, you know. It's kind of a labor-intensive meal, but my grandfather liked that because it allowed for a lot of time to talk and to drink. So, you know, it really made for a real party. And that is definitely, like, that has become, you know, there, I mean, there are some really wonderful, distinctive flavors. It's very simple, you know. Um, but that's definitely emerged in, in my head. It's the dinner that I'll be the most uh, poetic about when I'm when I'm recalling it. So it's no an doubt. Experience, you know, the whole thing. Experience, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cat, what do you cook a lot for dinner there at the house? What's 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 big on the menus there? Well, that's I. You know, I tried to pick one dinner thing, but we do a lot of different dinner things. In fact, I, I'm making carbonara right now, which I'm not a big pasta fan, uh, but I'm doing it with spaghetti squash, so it's better. You know, it, it shifts, like it shifts, like at different times in your life, you know. Um, like, I don't I don't like to eat a lot of bread and pasta right now. Um, I never really have, though. I don't know. Um, Jeff likes a lot of vegetables, but we have a few standards. You know, we eat a lot of um, beans and quinoa and avocado. I love sweet potato, anything to do with that. I actually have like a whole list of everything that we've had in the last two weeks, but I'm not going to read it out. It's, but what, Kat, what is your, if you're press for time okay. and you're kind of your guaranteed okay. uh, dinner, but, but you want it, but you know, you're going to be sitting down with Jeff. And you, you know, so you want it to be, you know, you want it to, you're not yeah. blowing it off, right? You're, you're going to actually be sitting down, but something that, you know, both you and he will be sure to like, and that you can, you know, make it in some sort of Absolutely. reasonable amount of time. And yes. That's an excellent question, but we make a lot of quinoa uh, and I like it because, and this was something uh, I was going to talk about. If you have like a recipe that works for you, you can change it like change certain flavors and certain stuff, uh, just keep the ratios. And then you can make it Italian, you can make it Indian, you can make it Mexican, you can make it anything. Um, but we do a lot of quinoa and beans, and um, but you can also do that Italian. It's just a certain technique we do. It takes 20 minutes. We usually end up doing a little egg in there to mix around in the quinoa, black beans, sweet potato, which is roast. And then some avocado on top, tomatillo, avocado salsa. That's kind of our go-to lately, lately. But it changes all the time. When we were first married, it was 
egg, beans, and toast, but I was working a lot then. So. <laughs> so, it was delicious. It's still one of my comfort meals, you know, for sure. But uh, now, you know, we, we make a lot of different things. My, my son really enjoys meat, so we make a lot of meat. I do, too. Um, Jeff likes a lot of vegetables, so we do a lot of vegetables. <laughs> I like vegetables too. I'm just, you know, so there's usually a good variety of things. That doesn't answer your question. I like, I, it, well, it's a broad answer. <laughs> I like, <laughs> I like vegetables um, as a counterpoint to meat. <laughs> I mean, you know, I like them in sort of equal parts, but I'm quite, mm -hmm. a, I'm quite a meat eater. Um, yeah, I am too. We took a, a quiz uh, a couple of years ago that was about your blood type. Oh, yeah. You got to eat for your blood yeah. type. Are you O positive? I might. I can never remember my blood type, but I know what I'm supposed to eat. I'm supposed to eat meat and fat. Is that what O positive is? I'm O positive. And, and I, I tried to be a vegetarian for a couple of I know years. I and and that didn't work for me at all. And um, is, And then later on, I found out this is like a Japanese medicine um discovery yeah. or 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 uh um, pseudoscience or research or whatever it is that eating for your blood type is important and yeah o positive you need you definitely need meat is Can't. o positive the like more rare one um o negative is the rare one right it's the more o negative is the more rare one o positive is the universal yeah. donor Okay. Okay. O positive is what I am. And that's exactly what it is. And I never knew it before because I like, I never like felt good if I ate a lot of pasta or a lot of bread mm -hmm. or anything like that. Yeah. And I, I started to think after we took that quiz, am I like crazy? Am I just like being influenced by that? But I see how much it affects Jeff too, because his said vegetables and he does so much. He feels so much better. if He's just eating vegetables. I feel better if I'm eating meat and fat and yeah, I think there's something to it. Find your find out your blood type. One magical universe. No, it, yeah, and exactly. eat, eat for your blood type. I was just sitting here thinking. I have no idea what my blood type is. You not, might have. You might I, find I some paperwork in one of those file cabinets. <laughs> well, if you yeah. find it out and look up your diet, you'll never forget it because then you can just like uh, go back to your diet and be like, oh, that's my blood type. That's what I just did. So. I my my ideal dinner is like I, a meat and a potato and a vegetable, maybe two types of vegetables, but like mm -hmm. okay. it's like steak and roasted potatoes or it's. Uh, a piece of fish and smashed potatoes, or um, we eat a lot of rice at my house. I I, I fancy I my rice. I fancy myself a little gluten intolerant, and maybe it's just maybe I'm not actually gluten insensitive, but but that it just I just feel better less gluten. So like I really lean on potatoes and rice to get some carbs in, and and um, I'm 100 percent there too. But like yeah, and I love potatoes, and I really love rice, but I've shied away from it. I don't know why but in the last couple of years even though like that that's one of my favorite foods potatoes and rice but um i think like for a complete dinner a dinner that i love i've got to have like all different textures and like flavors like i gotta have something kind of 
and in temperatures temperatures is important too like i gotta have like kind of a cold salad not necessarily lettuce but and then a meat and then you know like something with some fat like cheese or avocado or and i've i've been really into sweet potato lately too so like all that together like textures temperatures colors all that that satisfies me more than anything Sweet potatoes is one of those that I would never think to buy it at the grocery store. But anytime I have it in a dish, I, I really you, like they're, it. They're difficult so. when you buy them whole because they, as soon as you cut them, they do start turning black and they're, they're kind of difficult. And I'm not a snob about this, but like, you know, they're great fresh. Actually, I'm the reverse of the snob, like, but there are some great frozen vegetable products that I'm not ashamed to say I use all the time. And, you know, it's a great thing because they're frozen at the peak and they have now like these cut up sweet potatoes. Makes it really easy. You just pop them in the oven. I put them on salads all the time. Hmm. Really good. I don't like sweet, sweet potatoes. Like when you add all that marshmallow. Oh, and, yeah, no. That's garbage. And for years, I, oh, hate, yeah, I thought I, I hated think... sweet potatoes because <laughs> it's the only way people made them for me. But then, you know, start putting yeah. chili powder on there and like, you know, all these different spices on them. It's so mm -hmm. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like salt and pepper on sweet potatoes. Oh, yeah. You know. Salt, pepper, ancho chili powder. Ooh. Oh, okay. good. Hmm. Very good. I'm a big fan of ancho chili powder. Very good. Smoked paprika. Hmm. Do you guys have, uh, this is something that occurred to me, and uh, that it may, maybe it's something that everybody has. Do you have a meal that when you're like, oh man, you know, like I have got, you know, like my whole life is off the rails mentally and physically. I have got to get hmm. back. I've got to do something healthy, oh. you know. Do you have like a meal for that? Because I definitely do. Mine, you know, mine, mine would be I would cook, just get fresh garlic and get a salmon filet and like basically poach that in a cast iron pan with garlic. Just put whole cloves of garlic in there and then the yeah. uh, broccoli and the and then kind of like it's kind of like a steamed boiled sort of thing. Uh, and that is that is so good, and it you know it makes me instantly yeah. feel more healthy. Yeah, that, I mean, that would all those omegas because and... there's so much of whatever. Yeah, do you have anything like that in your life, Matthew? Um, okay. Well, I when you first started talking, this isn't necessarily the healthiest thing, but uh, pho. If, if if I'm trying to get myself right, oh uh, yeah, you should possibly with a hangover. Yeah, yeah. Um, I go get some pho. Definitely. But I'll tell you the yeah. worst thing to do with the hangover is have Schaefer take you to the Royal London. <laughs> What's that? What's that place? <laughs> oh, uh, the London Sizzler. The London Sizzler. A cat. I went to Houston a couple times to visit uh, Schaefer, uh, and we'd have a big night out, and and he would take us in the morning to this place, the London Sizzler, which is just like a. Uh, a curry pub basically um and Ooh. it's good it's good indian food but that's not that's not the thing that i need that morning and then one time we went and they weren't open yet 
And so we went to this other Indian place in the same in the same strip mall and got like a giant dosa and some chai tea. And then we went to London Sizzler. Oh goodness. <laughs> when they opened. Did, um, well, y'all both grew up in Lubbock. Uh, do you remember the meat buffet that they had? I I, I like want to call Jeff down here, but he's upstairs right now. But that there was like, you know, Sunday morning. There was a place in Lubbock that had a just meat, meat buffet. <laughs> and we went with one of his friends often <laughs> every morning, you know, after a Saturday night, you can imagine. And it was just meat. Is that the Western Sizzler? I don't know. I can't remember. I can't even think of the name. I haven't thought about it in years. Can't believe I didn't think to put it on the sheet and ask Jeff about it, but when you when you first asked, I thought it was actually a place called the Meat oh, Buffet. Is there, is <laughs> there a place? The name of the restaurant? No, oh, okay. No, but it was. No, a, I don't. It was a that's Sunday what I was morning picturing. meat buffet in Lubbock. Like they had ribs, they had <laughs> sirloin steaks. Like it was like all meat. It was it was yeah, great, but yeah, not Western really. That, is, that sounds like awesome that. to me. Mm -hmm. I'm looking. That's at what made me think about right it. Now. The Western Sizzling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then Lubbock with the schooner uh, <laughs> uh, burgers. I think we've talked about this before. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That no, this is not the question you were asking though. Now I'm into like hangover meals, but you're right. <laughs> I, I got off track. But... <laughs> it's a different yeah. kind of feeling. Feeling, feeling better. better. Yeah, that's fine. No, no, that's. Uh, I don't know. I really don't. I, I was stalling because I was. When you guys were talking about your dinner, dinners, I just thought it was like just the difference between bachelor cooking and two two adult human beings yeah. in a room cooking together is just it's just always well and cooking going to be astoundingly too. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah so exactly. It changes yeah. things. Yeah. Well, sometimes you end up cooking multiple meals when you have kids. You know, like. My son is picky-ish, but I'm yeah, yeah. I'm probably the pickier. Like I want to eat what I want to eat when I want to eat it. You know, I don't want to like. Yeah, I know. We made a commitment from thing. a uh, from a start mm -hmm. that our kids were just going to eat what we were eating. We we, That's we don't cook them something else. And then, like, by the time they're four or five, they're eating, like, roasted broccoli and cauliflower and stuff. And then other people would remark on it. Oh, your kids eat that. And we're like, because that's what we give them. <laughs> yeah, that that is really good. And I've seen that with so many parents, and I highly recommend it. I wish that we did a bit more of it. He, he eats pretty well, though. He eats cauliflower and sweet potato. And like I said, I'm kind of the problem because sometimes I have, you know, a different preference. I, I also work nights, so I get home later, and yeah. Anyway, long story. What's the what's the late night cat by herself? Well, come I home meal. <laughs> like everybody's in bed. I've got a little bit uh, of free Kat time. Always waits to eat with me, which is it's quite quiet. nice. But yeah, yeah. So uh, oh, cool. You know. Um, a lot of times, like, he would prep stuff for me, you know, kind of like prep cook. And so I'd get home at nine and we could, we're, we're, we do eat late, which I'm always embarrassed that Jeff always reassures me that it's very European. So I'm going to go with that. But we do eat late. <laughs> I just oh, feel nice. like it's a little, yeah. 
but uh, sometimes I get home at nine, nine thirty, and we eat dinner. Uh, but you know, the quinoa dish is pretty a pretty big standard lately. But I mean, we make all sorts of weird crap. I mean, not crap. Is there anything that either of you? Is there anything that either you had to entirely retire from your repertoire because of okay, your significant Jeff other? Okay, would eat cardboard and tell me it was wonderful. So I don't, half the time I don't even know if what I cook is good. Because <laughs> he'll be like, oh, this is wonderful. I love uh, this. Yeah. I love this. Like one of the first, I, I one of, well, not the first thing, but one of the first like kind of risky things I cooked for him in college was a skirt steak and I forgot to take the membrane off. You know, the the skin part that makes it really, really tough. And he sat there and ate like nearly half the thing and told me how great it was. He took a bite of it. You couldn't chew it. Like it was awful. And he never said a thing. And, and he genuinely <laughs> said he loved it. I, you know, so Jeff is a very, um, I, I don't know. It, I don't, maybe he really does like everything. Maybe I'm just, I don't know. I can't see how he would like some things, but yeah, he, he likes everything. Uh, for him, I'm allergic to shellfish, which is kind of different and hard, but uh, I and I love it. I've had it. I love it. So, uh, yeah, I haven't had to retire. I haven't had to retire anything, but I've asked Amy to retire this one thing that she loves to make. And she does it sometimes when I'm out of the house. Uh, this is a very Mississippi thing. Boiled peanuts, or more to the let me let me pronounce that correctly. Bold peanuts. Bold. Bold peanuts, yeah. and that's taken just in the shell peanuts and boiling them for hours until they're yeah. until they're like. Um, they're very salty. You put the lots of, and then they're very, they're slimy. They're like in the shell and you crack open the shell and they're like, mm. uh, and they, and it's the stench of boiled peanuts is horrific, mm. but she'll still do it once in a while. And I don't, <laughs> I'm not a fan of that. Ooh. That's about it. So I imagine like maybe some of that protein kind of, I, I imagine them be, Boiling it makes them it sweeter, makes right? Them softer, you know. Maybe I mean, it makes them like softer, that. but I, I, listen, I don't know. Huh. I don't know. I don't know the appeal of it. I wanted to stop. It's, it's a smell. Everything. My parents used to make sauerkraut all the time, and, or not all the time, New Year's, and we just have to leave the house. It's like they'd make real deal sauerkraut. Oh, yeah. I love it. Kimchi. But I love like kimchi. Sauerkraut. Cooking all day. Oh, can't, oh. Oof. oof. Yeah, you mm -hmm. can't make it in the yeah. house. Leave it at the stadium. Leave it at the stadium. <laughs> I, just, I don't want to smell it. All right, guys. It wouldn't be. I feel like uh, we sh we shouldn't get together without having okay. one question yeah. from Jeff. So I uh, I texted him and and asked and he said kind of I think he's anticipating you know we got some, there's some big brains getting together he asked us he asked us to talk about what what are recent trends in food and what do we think will be the next big trends 
So what are the, the next, next trend big in trends in insects? <laughs> We're all going to be eating insects. You got to be fucking kidding me. Oh yeah, you good gotta one. Be fucking kidding me. The no, only thing that's... Zach told me is like, don't talk about crickets, Pat. That... Don't talk about crickets. The next big trend is crickets. Yeah, that, <laughs> it's mean... the only way we're going to survive. It's... Oh my god, oh my god, I love the uh, robot music, but yo, it's cues from the J. It's well the done, from the J theme song. Oh my god, did he send you that seriously? Because he asked me that question, and I said he did. crickets, and he was like, "Don't talk about crickets," because. I've been, <laughs> but crickets, crickets. <laughs> uh, I mean, insects in general, because other countries have been doing it forever. But not that I want to eat crickets. Let's. I'm going to go on the record about that. But crickets are are very um, uh, eco friendly way of you know like. Yeah, they're sustainable. Oh, yeah. That's crazy weird. Yeah. Can you make sure? Can you, you make cricket you milk. A lot of things with crickets. You can grind them up. They're you can pour your cricket milk on your cricket flakes and make cricket sounds as you eat them. It's let's not get crazy there. It seems I, I you know I asked kind of I asked kind of tongue in cheek, but it does seem like there's every everything you could possibly make. You milk can milk, out of yeah, crickets, but you got to have really tiny hands. <laughs> it's for fairies. It's a job yeah. for fairies. Yeah, that's well. Grind them up too. Oh, no, <laughs> that, there's the that. next trend in food: fairies. Yeah, <laughs> fairies. We're, fairies are also we, we, as a country. Protein. We're trying to make sure that there's no magic in the world. There's no wonderment left. So we're going to eat the fairies. Well, it's it's making a large carbon footprint. All this magic, I think. So they were tremendous fairies. Yeah. <laughs> all that all that fairy yeah. dust. Yeah. That fairy oh, well, there's also fake meats. That's that's a new tr a new big trend. I don't like that. The beyond much. and impossible and whatnots. I have tried an impossible burger. It's good. I mean, it's good. It's just yeah, weird. It's, it's weird, and it's not. Yeah, I don't. It's... I don't think it's necessarily better for the world than you know. No, no, then, no. It, like that. Yeah, and not better for your body either. Mm-mm. But that is the thing yeah. about crickets, though. Better for the cows. It is better. Yeah. Not oh god, Jeff said I was. Don't talk about the crickets. I'm gonna talk about the crickets. But I brought it up first. To be fair, I paved yeah, the yeah. way. Yes, uh, yeah. Jeff uh, marked that. That Matthew brought it up. Yeah. I did not. Yes. But uh, I and I do not want to eat crickets because he's threatened to buy crickets for me to eat and because I talk about it but um <laughs> like the the environmental stuff about it and you know this new generation coming up that's it's it's gonna be huge that's a huge concern for them the you know so i saw a new diet that's all about yeah um and i can't remember what it's called now and it's some environmental like like that's a specific diet that people are adhering to or going to be by 2025 you know, yeah, so it's just peanut butter and crickets I, mostly. <laughs> I know. I'm worried about that. I'm worried about that because I'm not <laughs> crazy excited about it either. I think <laughs> crickets you can combine it or incorporate into things that are not going to influence stuff. I prefer crickets to bald crickets. Uh, I would say yes on that too. 
I would too. Yeah. Old crickets and peanuts. But but also like uh, preserved items, I think are going to be big. Fermented. Uh, people are learning to do this stuff at home. Trend in dining is going to be, you know, distance dining. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like we've had a, a, a lot of, or COVID has had a lot of impact on dining, at least. And it's, people have found that they like the convenience of getting it at their home. People have found the convenience of, or, or found that they like to be distant from others. Maybe that's just me. That's um, not just you. All right, Jeff. Here's my food trend of the future. The it's the th the cannabis THC uh, oh, energy energy. drink for it's for playing so it's for playing video games. So you get like high caffeine, high taurine, and high TH gets you totally jacked up oh, and totally can stoned. I, can I invest can. in that? And, uh, can I buy like some yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Well, well, you have your people. Okay. Have your people yes, call my it, people. It's going to be huge. Is another big food trend. You're, you're right <laughs> on with that one. Yeah, even even here in East Texas, I've got students who talk about that. That that's their dream to be a like CBD cannabis chef. It's it's interesting, you know. There's a lot of people who are excited like about me. investing in stuff. GameStop. Um, oh my god! And we'll talk about GameStop. It's interesting. Well, no, investing in uh, uh, hemp-related businesses, cannabis-related businesses, but something that people need to keep in mind going forward is that there's something like like two fairly large farms can grow more psychoactive weed than and that our, our entire population would be able to use in several years so as far as the psychoactive stuff now there's all sorts of other things you can do with hemp there's hemp oil hemp you know uh textiles all sorts of stuff like that but uh that's we're gonna have to divide, diversify pretty quick because then i especially i think once it's illegal a lot of people you can grow your like you can grow enough for yourself and all your friends with just a That's couple a of plants point. even yeah. you know uh especially with you know the high strand stuff these days it's such high quality that you know people don't need a lot it of it was an untapped so, market but the way um, you explain it you're you're absolutely right i mean it's not like the greatest investment there's there's a, there's a limited amount there's only so high that everyone can get True. right <laughs> But uh, and, and it's not to say there's not it's not to say there's not big money in that, but it's just something that people need to remember is that there's going to be too much very quickly. Yeah. As far as the recreational stuff goes, but the, but yeah. there's a lot of other uses for it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying pump the brakes on those investments. I'm saying be ready to diver diversify. Y'all have gotten into stocks lately. It's <laughs> Well, I mean, we've talked it. about stocks. We haven't gotten into them. No, no. Jeff is into it lately, too, for the first time. And it's, uh, yeah. Well, I think we should, I think we should end on a sweet note here because, you know, the oh, poorer okay. the choices, the sweeter the wine. But I think we should go around and everybody say, 
their favorite dessert. And and you don't you don't have to you don't have to make uh, any kind of excuses. Commitment. Oh, you don't have to commit like, to. I don't it. want to commit to one dessert. Oh. Like <laughs> I mean, you don't have a favorite. I mean, let's be honest. Look inside your all heart. time favorite. Yeah, I mean, look inside all your time. heart. There's got to be the one thing. It's like your fave dessert, right? Like one thing right now. Or, okay. All right. All right. Y- y'all have to go first because this is going to take a minute. That was uh, not. No. I'm going to have to start broad and maybe get specific. I'm going to, because, you know, mm. like my favorite is ice cream. I love ice cream. Uh, and there's a lot of different flavors, right? A lot of different ways, you know, and. You know, so probably, you know, my, there is HEB now has been kind of expanding their brands to make kind of, to do kind of like small batch ones to compete with like Ben and Jerry's and stuff. And they have one that is key lime pie and it has like graham cracker mixed into it. That's pretty fantastic. And it is really good. Mm-hmm. I think so. That's definitely I, ice cream for all time. But that particular flavor, uh, good job, Brian Benitez, listener Brian Benitez, on all the magic that he does at mm. HEB. Thank you for that. Nice. Another feather in your yeah. cap, sir. I'll go. You want to go I'll first? Go. Uh, okay, it's easy. You. you already have yeah. one, obviously. Yeah, it's your it's question. Easy. Yeah, cheesecake. <laughs> just plain cheesecake, not strawberry, I love not cheesecake. any turtle or just. Oh. Just straight up cheesecake. That's it. Straight up graham cracker fest, right? You know, of course. I love cheesecake. Well, now now I'm kind of messed up. We've put you on the spot. I did have something in. (laughs) Yeah, it was not in the list. Look, you can think about it and you can write us an email and we'll read the email. I'm going to go off the cuff here, but I do love dark chocolate. I, I mean, so. And one of my most memorable favorite um, food slash meals was, and this sounds crazy, and it's not because it was vegan or, <laughs> Schaefer's scared, uh, vegan or gluten-free. That That's just like a side note on this. But it was this chocolate tort that my, one of my students who opened a vegan bakery um, started making. And it was like one of the most incredible things I ate. Uh, the flourless tort sort of came into my mind, also. It, well, that's another one on there. Right after the vegan tort, it was the flourless uh, tort. Yeah. Uh, but the vegan tort, okay, like if you wanted to actually eat this and buy it, it would cost a lot of money because it's all these crazy well not crazy ingredients just very raw ingredients like they do frog cashews and all this stuff and it's expensive to make and it takes a lot of time but the first time i tried it i mean i didn't try it thinking oh good this is a solution to uh you know oh this is so great because i i'm vegan and i'm gluten-free which i'm neither it was just that good it was one of those meals that just it was creamy, it was delicious, dark chocolate. Uh, anyway, I don't, I, you know. And this yes, student of yours yes, has a shop and, there and this in was not Kilgore? a shameless plug. It just happened to come up, but her uh, shop is called 24 Carrots. And I feel like K Carrots. 
24 Whatever. carats. I get it. Yeah. But it's delicious. That's great. Like she soaks the cashews in water overnight. And then nothing is baked. Nothing is baked. And she won't give me all of the recipe because, you know, of course. But uh she'll tell me the ingredients, yeah. but it's it was delicious. It was one of the best things I ever tasted. But I would say Something to dark chocolate. I love cheesecake. And this is what this tasted like, Matthew, is like a dark chocolate cheesecake. And I, you know, I hate to even say vegan and gluten-free because it didn't matter. It's that good. Like, I, I didn't, I mean, Damn. that didn't come into play. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> is that good? But, yeah, creamy. It sounds good. I noticed that none of us... Yeah. None of us said carrot cake. <laughs> I've never been we, wild about We all want to say we are. You know, that's something we all want to <laughs> say we're wild about. But, I mean. <laughs> Can we? Carrot cake, come on. <laughs> I mean, if you want to sound cool or whatever. But, yeah. Well, Kat, thank you so Girls much cake. for taking some time out of your oh, man. day, your life, your family to talk to us about food. Thank you for making us hungry. Man, I am honored. I, I know I'm starving. I'm honored. Thank you. Y'all are awesome. I appreciate Thank you for all the do. support. I know you work so hard. Always. Chase yeah, it's a really fun Sunday, Sunday night. <laughs> well, we love you, yeah, yeah. One Magical Universe. Give, please rate us. Please rate us on so iTunes. Fly. Um, and remember, the poor are the choices, the sweet of the wine. Blue eyed baby riding on the carousel, blue eyed baby running around the wishing well, big eyes growing lazy when the big day's through. Pretty stars up above you now, and I'm here with you. Did I see you crawling in the lakeside sand? Did I see you holding on to mama's hand? With your big eyes looking up to where the big birds flew. Pretty stars up above you now, and I'm here with you. Dancing when the sun shines through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big plans for all the things we'll do. Pretty stars up above you now. You know, Mom and Daddy love you now.
You know your mom and daddy love you now. Blue-eyed baby swimming in the clear blue sea. Blue-eyed baby climbing up the big tall tree. Bright eyes shining on me and my dreams come true. Pretty stars up above you now, and I'm here with you. Pretty stars up above you now, and I'm here with you. Pretty stars up above you now, and I'm here with you.